With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sports Desk, your 950 KJR Sports Headlines. All righty, boys and girls, headlines on a Thursday afternoon right here on 950 KJR. 3 o'clock, of course, are brought to you by our friends at VenueKings.com. Oh. There's my drop. Dick Fane laughing is my drop for the day. <laughs> we'll go with that one. Looking for tickets for the Kraken against the Jets tonight? Uh, Check out VenueKings.com. Be sure and use code SOFTY at checkout for a little discount. So, lots of news in college football. How about we start with the latest? Jake Hayner has just confirmed on Instagram, Dick. He is staying at Fresno State and will not be entering the portal or transferring anywhere. John Canzano also reporting the Oregon Ducks have asked for permission to interview UCLA coach Chip Kelly about their vacant head coaching position. He also reports the Ducks have interviewed Cal head coach Justin Wilcox. Russell Wilson today calling the report that he would waive his no-trade clause for the Broncos, Giants, and Saints a, quote, non-story, and he never said that. He said he hopes to fulfill his contract and finish his career in Seattle. Uh, more from the NCAA's Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson won the Lombardi Award as the nation's top lineman. He's also a finalist for the Heisman Trophy that will be announced on Saturday night in New York City. WNBA just released their schedule. It'll be expanded to a record-long 36 games. Storm open up against Minnesota on Friday at Climate Pledge Arena May the 6th. And we got Kraken Hockey coming up tonight. Kraken 9-14-2 home tonight at CPA against Winnipeg. Kraken, though, 5-2-1 their last eight. Eight games, Dick, coming off a 6-1 loss, though, to Pittsburgh on Monday. Saints have put running back Mark Ingram on the COVID list. Appears, though, they will be getting Alvin Kamara back from injury. And one more quick note. The UW-Gonzaga game that was set for Sunday at 2 o'clock has been canceled. Third straight game that UW will miss because of COVID issues on Montlake. They have not played a game since November 27th. Their next scheduled game as of right now, December 18th, against Seattle U. Now, two goofy, wacko, out-of-touch homers. Just brutal radio. Just horrible. Live. 41 yards from Elliott Bay. Can you feel it now? Hey, Seattle. This is Softy and Dick. All right, where to go? Where to start, Dick? Lots of stuff to chew on this afternoon. This is like a uh, buffet of sports topics. Smorgasbord. Uh, yeah, you want the macaroni and cheese. You want the ribs. You want the salad bar. You want the soup station. Uh, wherever you want to start is fine by me, but you got the rubber. Russell Wilson stuff that came out today. He's shooting down uh, the report from our our buddy, our our good pal Jordan Schultz. Uh, came out yesterday and reported there was a list of teams that Russell Wilson would uh, would play for, including the New York Giants. And Russell came out today and said, "Yeah, that's not true. I never said that." Blah blah blah. So we can yak about that a little bit today. Mm-hmm. We got the UW Gonzaga game getting called off on on Sunday. I mean, look, at some point you got to see the Husky team on the court for crying yeah. out loud. Uh, if you were to pick three games that you'd want to cancel. Arizona, UCLA, and Gonzaga might be all three, but I also know these guys want to play basketball, for God's sake. So that's kind of annoying. You got the Kraken coming up tonight. Oregon's talking to 
Justin Wilcox and Chip Kelly about the vacant head coaching position in Eugene. It's a freaking sportsgasm, baby. Yes. Sportsgasm, I'm telling you right here. Where do you want to start? I, where, where's you your brain? Pick. Okay. You pick. Uh, you well, tell let's... me. You spin the wheel and you tell me where you want to go. You know, that Gonzaga UW thing <laughs> is sticking in my brain because you, you mentioned the three games, and you're right. I mean, those are the three probably most losable basketball games on the entire UW schedule throughout the year, and they no got question. them crossed off bang, bang, bang. And yet, yes. and yet college basketball is it's strange, and yet it's beautiful that you actually can play well and lose – Yes. And it helps you. Whereas in all other sports, you play well in college football, sorry, not going to help you. You play well in the NFL, sorry, your loss is a loss, right? You play well in college basketball, you get on a roll, and let's say they lost to UCLA, Arizona, and Gonzaga by single digits. All of a sudden, their net ranking goes up like 100 points. It's amazing how it works. Yeah, I just think for these guys, you know, this is the second straight year this game has been called off due to COVID. Obviously, everybody was being affected by it a year ago, and now UW is being affected by and the guys go to South Dakota and come back, and everybody's got COVID for God's yeah, sake. Imagine so, that, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that, I, I, I don't know if that's where they got it. It's just the timing. That's how it timed up. I know they came back and played Winthrop, but it does look a little peculiar. I, I'll just say this: that you know, my, just like the football team, man, there was a lot of negative momentum, obviously, for a while there before Jimmy got fired, and when the Apple Cup came and went, and the controversy with the quarterback, and the decision to play Sam in the Apple Cup, and Bob Gregory and the coaching staff were taking some heat for that call by a lot of people, and then they hired Kalen DeBoer, and now for right now, there's some positive momentum, mostly because it's the only momentum you've got because there's the unknown, right? right I mean, right. The, nobody knows if Kalen DeBoer is going to be a great coach or not. Nobody knows if Ryan Grubb is going to work out. Nobody knows who the D.C. will be. That means it might be an awesome defensive coordinator. Nobody knows what they'll do in the transfer portal at quarterback. So there is some positive momentum happening with the football team, I think, but with the basketball team. I mean, my God, dude, I'm sitting here trying to be you know, the optimistic guy and find a reason why Husky basketball is heading in the right direction. But, you know, you sent me a tweet the other day or a text talking about their net ranking is in the 200s right yeah, now in college basketball. I mean, it's brutal. They yeah. can't play. And when they do play, they're losing to bad basketball teams. They've got to start getting some positive momentum on Montlake for that basketball team. Or I'm not sure if Hopkins can survive this, man. I got to be honest I, with you. I think you're right. And I think, uh, you know, I've, sometimes I equate basketball and football teams to stocks, right? And I yeah. said on Twitter about a week ago, uh, after the Kalen DeBoer hire, and we started finding out about assistance and everything, I said this is a this is a buy now opportunity for the Washington football team. Their stock three weeks ago had not been lower since 2008. Right. That is a buy, buy, buy opportunity for the Husky football team. Oh. You are going to get yourself a hell of a value by buying this stock at like 40% of its true value. The Husky basketball team... I- I can't tell you to buy the Husky basketball team right now because it could get worse. They could get three more games canceled or they could go four and I don't even know how many games they're going to play in conference now, but they could go four and 13 in conference and Mike Hopkins could be canned at the end of the season. This could definitely get worse before it gets better for the basketball team. And and the problem with Washington basketball is, number one, they they don't have, as you know right now, a complete basketball team, right? Meaning they, they don't really have a consistent score. 
They don't have great shooters. They don't have a great big man on that basketball team. Maybe Terrell Brown Jr. by the end of the year ends up being kind of your most consistent mm-hmm. guy. But he's even a scorer. If, he's right, not a shooter, yeah, but he's a sure. scorer. But even if those guys step up, they're all gone. Because they're right. all mercenaries. Right. They're, they're they're here for a year. They're they're rent a players. So, I, I mean, this is this is a freaking hole. I mean, nobody's going to sit here and debate that Mike Hopkins and Washington basketball is not in a giant hole. And right now, they can't even get on the freaking court for God's sakes. And they haven't even begun Pac-12 play. So we'll see what happens with that. Rick Neuheisel is going to join us in a matter of minutes. We'll get his thoughts on Oregon interviewing Chip Kelly. Uh, we'll see if he wants to go back to UCLA. If Chip Kelly goes back to Eugene, uh, maybe the Bruins want to go back and. <laughs> You know, hire Rick for that job again. But we get his thoughts on all that. Everything happening in college football, the transfer portal. Uh, I think UW is going to be looking for a quarterback in the transfer portal, Dick, and for any or, uh, other reason, excuse me, just for depth, Ooh, right? Bodies. Because yeah, right now on the roster, you got you got two guys. You got Sam Heward and you got Dylan Morris. Because uh, you know Patrick O'Brien is done. I I don't think Camden Sermon's coming back. But even if he's not coming back, uh, he was not going to be a factor. Obviously, you need guys that can compete for the starting job. And you look at all the guys in the transfer portal right now. There's a bunch of dudes, man. There's a bunch of big names in the transfer portal of quarterbacks. Some guys I know that UW is not going to have a shot at. Quinn Ewers, for example, the Ohio State guy. I don't think the Huskies have much of a shot at him. Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. Don't think the Huskies have much of a shot at him. Dylan Gabriel from Central Florida uh, is out there. The uh, the kid from Indiana, Michael Penix, who I believe played for Kalen DeBoer. I'm not sure how high on him I am, but he played for Kalen DeBoer and he might be an opportunity here. So there's going to be a name or two out there that's going to be associated very soon with UW, and they're going to have to get somebody because signing day is in a week and a half from now. All right, joining us right now on the radio show, courtesy of Taco Time, let's get to Rick Neuheisel. Your home for college football Saturdays is live with CBS Sports Analyst Rick Neuheisel. Powered by Taco Time. Hungry? At Taco Time, it's easy to create exactly what you're craving. And we wouldn't have it any other way. How do you Taco Time? Customize your meal and order ahead on the Taco Time Northwest app. Taco Time. Time for something different. Now with Rick Neuheisel, here's Softy and Dick. All right, you're looking for the best way to get your favorite Taco Time menu items fast? Jump on the web, download the app Taco Time and W from the Apple App Store, the Google Google Play Store. We'll get Rick's taco time pick of the week in a matter of minutes, but here he is, the uh, next coach at UCLA when Chip Kelly takes off for Oregon. <laughs> Rick Neuheisel joining us on the radio program. How are you? Oh, from your lips to God's ears, my <laughs> friend. Yeah. Well, uh, how listen, about it? You know what? I, I think there's some legs to it. I, I What I'm told is that Phil Knight really wants Chip to come back, and you and I both know that if Phil Knight wants something, he has an interesting way of getting it. So uh, we'll just wait and see what transpires. Uh, but Chip had a nice year at, uh, at UCLA getting eight wins. Uh, they're off to the Holiday Bowl to play North Carolina State, which I think will be an intriguing game. And uh, who knows what uh, this tilt-a-whirl of coaching is uh, going here and there and getting uh, handsomely compensated for their uh, moving expenses. Who knows what that next uh, – stop is well rick the first time chip was there he obviously brought something that really most teams maybe no teams had ever seen before and he caught all of college football off guard this year this year he's he wouldn't be doing that so what does chip kelly bring to oregon in 2022 if indeed he comes well i would say this to you i you know having been in his war room having been uh you know in, in 
in a place where I can see all the inventory of offense, off, you know, and, and run game, pass game, and all that stuff. I think schematically, he's really advanced, really advanced. He's got some great ideas. Uh, we see the rushing numbers. UCLA uh, is better this year in the offensive line, but they're not a dominant offensive line. Yeah. And yet his rushing numbers were really good. Chip's issue, in my estimation, is always going to be as a recruiter, which is why he left for the NFL. But you and I both know at Oregon, because of the bells and whistles and the sizzle of the Nike swoosh, it recruits itself a lot. So if you can get kids to come and look at the facilities and the money that's been spent to make it shine like it it like it shines, yeah. Then you then you can kind of get that thing going, and I think he might be able to attract uh, some really really talented players to go along with that great scheme. Well, I guess I guess the question would be why why would he not take the job? I mean, I I happen to think Rick, if they're actually reaching the interview phase or asking for permission to interview phase, then there's some interest from Chip's perspective. I mean, they're not going to waste their time right. and talk to him if he has no well, desire to do it. Well, we all know the game of leverage, right, Safi? I mean, if, if he gets into an interview phase, maybe it's a way to motivate Martin Jarman, the athletic director at UCLA, yeah. to say yes to something that Chip's been asking for. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he loves living in Los Angeles. He's in Manhattan Beach. Who wouldn't love it? Right. Uh, you know, and he's not a social guy, so he kind of likes being kind of lost rather than in a small town where everybody knows you. Uh, so I, it might be just a leverage play, but I, I, I do think there's some legs to this. Yeah, well, and, and, and I would just ask you, uh, you conveniently, by the way, uh, just ignored the portion of my question, which was he goes to Eugene and you go back to Westwood. I noticed that. How about that? <laughs> huh? There's going to no, be no, an no. opening at your alma mater. Yeah, that would be great. And, and listen, uh, I don't like the way that I got shown the door there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I felt like my best football team was right there on the practice field. And if the athletic director would have walked outside and, and taken in practice once in a while, he would have realized it, but he didn't. Oh. <laughs> and he, he didn't. And so he had to make a move based on some, you know, influential boosters and the money and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're, we're big boys. We know what we sign up for, uh, you know, that sits in my craw, but I'm, but I'm pretty dang comfortable doing what I'm doing now. Uh, and time has moved on. It's uh, it's a young man's game, especially with what they're asking of these guys right now uh, in terms of the transfer portal and all that stuff. So um, I never say never, but uh, but I don't think so. All right. I like that answer. Uh, Rick, talk about Justin Wilcox for a second because he was the guy that everybody all over Twitter was just slamming right. when, he was, when, when he was available for watch. Ah, oh, you don't want Justin Wilcox. Now he's available for Oregon, and Oregon fans are like, ah, I don't know if we want Justin Wilcox. Why is there such a negative perception amongst Northwest sports fans about Justin Wilcox? Well, he just hasn't taken the step as, from a head coach standpoint of putting together an offense. I mean, we, we all know Justin Wilcox can do the defensive piece of this. He's done it every stop, whether it be at Boise, whether it was at Tennessee, Washington, USC, Wisconsin, and then getting the head coaching job at Cal. The Cal defense, up until this year, I don't think the numbers were great this year, but up until this year, they were uh, always steadfast defensively. But he's found it difficult to get the offense untracked there at Cal. 
but I did have dinner with Nick Aliotti this last week. He and his wife were in New York to come see a show. And uh, he said the, uh, the old timers, those that uh, have been around Eugene for a long time, all are pulling for Justin. No, he's a sweetheart of a guy. There's no doubt. He is a really, really good guy. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you, man. Oh, I don't he is know. a good guy. It just kind of seems yeah. like, especially when his name was brought up for us here in Seattle, just more of the same, right? Really, really good defense right. and a really, really bad right. offense. So you got to have some offense to win in this game. Hell, look at what Nick Saban's doing, for God's sakes. Nick Saban's winning games, you know, 55 to 45. He's not playing much defense at all for the most part the last three or four years. But Rick Neuheisel, again, is with us on the air. And you mentioned how you didn't like the way you were shown the door at UCLA, which I assume most coaches don't like the way they're fired, by the way. But Manny Diaz. <laughs> Was I have to give you the details though. Yeah, yeah. Remember, it was 2011, and we were going to play in the first ever Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. And in those days, you, you had to play at the team that was the higher seed. You had to play in their home venue. So we were coming to Oregon. Yeah. So I had to get up uh, on Sunday morning to do a special for Fox, who was going to broadcast the game, and you know go on TV and talk about this first ever game. And the first question is we've heard reports you're fired. Wow. No one had told me. Wow, that's <laughs> so brutal. Well, that's news to me. Uh, I'll have to learn more about it, but I hope I get to show up in Eugene because we're going to give them everything we got, that yeah. kind of thing. Well, no, I get it. I, I, I get why you'd be perturbed about that. There's a way to handle it, way not to handle it. But how about the way things were handled in Miami with Manny Diaz, where it basically came down to a bunch of regents and, uh, you know, uh, boosters, basically telling Manny, uh, you can stay unless we get Manny or uh, Mario. And if we get Mario, you're fired. How about that? That was bad form. Bad form indeed. Uh, but this all really started with Kirk Herbstreit. Kirk Herbstreet on game day one morning went, went off on the Miami administration and said they were not putting their uh, money where their mouth was. They say they want to have a competitive football program. We're remembering the days of old when Miami came to Washington and had that great team and all that kind of stuff, but they weren't doing what was necessary to get Miami in a position to do so. And he called out the administration. He said the president, the athletic director, the head coach aren't all on the same page. And all of a sudden, some well-heeled boosters came in and said, what is it going to take? And Blake James got shown the door, the athletic director. Uh, Manny Diaz, who I thought at the end of the season really did a great job to kind of get the Canes going again. Uh, but he got put in, into a holding pattern because they thought Cristobal could come home. He's a, he's a Miami Hurricane alum, uh, could come home and recruit, especially Dade and Broward counties, and make sure those kids stayed home. And they put the money where their mouth was. They just hired uh, Dan Radakovich, the athletic director from Clemson, to come and be a part of this deal. He's going to make $3 million a year. Wow. So they, they heard Herb Street loud and clear. Mm -hmm. and, and they're going get great guns to try to fix it. What the question is, can they fix the venue? Because they play 40 minutes away from their campus, much like UCLA and the Rose Bowl. Can you get a kind of competitive game day environment and at a place that's that far away from campus. And I'm sure they're looking at all sorts of alternatives to try to reconstruct a Orange Bowl Part 2. How successful will Mario be there, and maybe vis-a-vis -vis how successful Brian Kelly will be in Baton Rouge? Well, Brian Kelly is going to be successful in Baton Rouge because Brian Kelly can coach, and Louisiana has great talent in the state. And LSU is the only Power 5 school in the state. 
I mean, Billy Napier parlayed a bunch of that talent into a great program there at Louisiana uh, Lafayette, uh, and now he's the Florida coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, this is a great destination. Brian Kelly has proven. I mean, he ta- he maxed out what he could get done at Notre Dame, given their admission restrictions and given, you know, how he didn't have uh, the, the final say in discipline and all kinds of stuff. So I salute him and understand why he took uh, the payday that was afforded him. Yeah. Cristobal, to me, is going to do a great job recruiting. That's in his DNA. But he's got a long way to go as a game day manager if he's going to win the big games when, when it's, you know, good on good. I mean, he's obviously adept at winning games when he's clearly the superior team. But he's got a too often you can't you can't punt to Britton Covey at the end of a sec, at the end of the first half with four seconds left. Yeah, you got to kick that ball out of bounds, mm-hmm. or you got to throw it out of bounds and go into halftime. You can't punt it and let him run it back for a touchdown. That that's management, and he's either going to have to get better at it or hire somebody that's going to help him with it. Hey, Coach, real quick, before we get to your Taco Time pick of the week, uh, trying to shake off the cobwebs from the Western Kentucky loss last weekend. I uh, know maybe, it. Yeah, maybe Zappy getting back to 500. 570 yards. I know. I what saw that. Happened to the that, was, that was bananas. And you know what? I would not have even paid attention to that game if he hadn't picked it last week on the year. So before we get to your pick, though, I got to ask you, Jake Hader, uh, it, it, it seemed like he was all set to come back to Montlake. He put his name in the portal, and then Fresno went and hired Jeff Tedford, and now he's staying at Fresno State. How hard does Kalen DeBoer need to work the portal for a quarterback to compete with Sam Heward and Dylan Morris? Well, he'll work it. I mean, he'll be in that portal looking to upgrade the roster. He'll be having interviews with the guys on the team and talking about where they see them for the upcoming season, and uh, there'll be some turnover. There just always is, and it's it, it doesn't have to be uh, – you know, mean spirited. It's just one of those things. What's best for you and what's best for us. But, uh, I, I talked to Brock Heward today and he said, Sam was very impressed. So that's good news. I mean, obviously they haven't worked together, but he's very impressed and looking forward to staying right there on Montlake. So that's all great news. I know Michael Penix is out there. Listen, this is, this is going to be Kalen DeBoer's big stage. I expect him to do really well. And I expect the, uh, the magic of Washington and the facilities there to attract some really, really good players uh, out of the portal. All right, Rick, I'm going to mix it up for my taco time pick of the week. I'm going casita burrito chicken. It's fantastic. ah, It's huge. Dare say diet Coke. No, no, we're going fully leaded cherry Coke this week. Fully, fully leaded. He's going crazy now. He's a (laughs) maniac. (laughs) Well, you're six and six and seven, Rick, after the Western Kentucky game, get us back to 500. What's your taco time pick of the week? Well, we're I'm on the CBS family, and it's one of our favorite weeks of the season as we bring America's game to you. It's uh, Army versus Navy, and I have a little Army-Navy trivia for you. Okay. Oh, no. From 1894, the first game was played in 1890, okay? And each, uh, I think it was each, I kind of remember if it was the Navy, I think it was each Navy guy had to pay 52%, 52 cents to get the uh, army to the game, but to pay the, the for the plane for the uh, train ride and the whole deal. Okay, that, that it's okay. But but from 1894 to 1898, they discontinued the game because of a argument between a army general and a navy admiral, which almost resulted in a duel. 
How about that? <laughs> the fact that you, you know that is ridiculous. <laughs> you have way too much time on your hands, by the way. That's, that's what you do when you hang out in a hotel in New York. Love it. <laughs> the, game, the game is uh, Army 8-3, and going to play Missouri in a bowl game. Navy sitting there at only three wins on the season. Another disappointing season for Kenny Niamatololo. And the question now is, is could this be his last game? Their, their quarterbacks have not averaged nearly enough yards per carry, both under three. That juxtaposed against Malcolm Perry just two years ago in 2019, averaged 6.8 yards per carry. So I'm on the Black Knights. The Black Knights are going to take care of business. This will be 4-5, or five, and the Commander-in-Chief trophy will okay. be on the banks of the Hudson. I love it. Army given seven against Navy this weekend over on CBS. All right, man, great stuff, buddy. Appreciate it, and we'll talk next week. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. I look forward to it. And just one other brief uh, tidbit. This year, Army stole the wrong goat. What? There's more than one goat? Army went down and tried to steal the goat, stole the wrong goat. But we've now replaced. We've got the proper goat. Just so, wow. just those worried about uh, which goat was in in, uh, in in incarcerated. We've got the right goat now. I gotta say, thank God our long national nightmare is over. The uh, the proper goat has been stolen by the uh, by the football team. All right, great stuff, man. Have fun at the game. We'll talk in a week. Thanks. See you, boys. See you guys. Rick Neuheisel with us on Such the air. Such a great game, Army well, Navy. Yeah, oh. no, I, I would love to go to it one day. I, I think Puck, are, are, uh, are Puck and Jim going out there? Are I they believe in Philadelphia so, yeah. for the game? I, I, I was Nobody there ever asked us if we want to go. What the hell's up with that? Uh, huh? I was there three or four years ago. Well, what about me? Fantastic. I've never been there. Jackson, have you been there to the Army-Navy game yet? Well, oh, there's God. a reason for that, because uh, our show would start at 6 p.m. East Coast time, and there's not a lot going on in the old uh, Army-Navy media row at 6 p.m. if you don't want so. me there, that's fine, just say it, all right? We're going to break. A lot more to get to, including Russell Wilson had a lot to say today. We'll get to that coming up on Softie and Dick on 950 KJ. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.